0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Bothell Amplified. Pastor Joe here, and I'm excited to be sharing with you week two of our sermon series, Life of Faith, as we navigate the book of Hebrews. Today we turn to Hebrews 11, 29 through chapter 12, verse 2, and we continue to explore uh, what a life of faith might look like for us as individuals and as a community. Uh, Today we look specifically at the ways in which uh, we can lean on and stand on the legacies of those who've gone before us and what that looks like um, as we continue on our journeys. Uh, Here's the sermon. Check it out. You know, one of the things that my family has set up at home is an Alexa device, you know, Amazon Alexa. and And we use it for a lot of different things. Um, Alexa, what's the weather like today? Or, or we use it to turn on uh, different lights and turn off some lights and uh, maybe set some reminders. Uh, for example, uh, Amazon, uh, Alexa tells me and reminds me to take my vitamins every evening. Or uh, it reminds us of the day's events. And, and one thing in particular, every night at 7.30 p.m., uh, it starts to play music to let us know that it's time for our bedtime routine. We have a six-year-old and a three-year-old at home. And for a while, uh, the first song on that playlist was a theme from Pokemon. It was, the journey starts today, whoa. And I gotta say that (laughs) the journey definitely began. I mean, for those of you who have experienced children and toddlers of that age, uh, getting to bed truly is a journey, right? (laughs) I mean, more water, one one more page of the book, I'm hungry, I don't want to brush my teeth, And, and that's just me. Like, they have their own issues that they deal with. Joanne and I, we quickly realized that we needed to start the journey sooner, right? And so we, so we bought this uh, wall calendar, uh, this daily calendar that we uh, go through our day every morning with, with the kids, we, including bedtime. We, we start with uh, school at this time and daycare and, and we have Taekwondo at this time and we have online painting class, we have dinner, and we have bedtime. I have to say it's really made a difference, right? Rather than starting the journey at that one moment, we've come to learn and recognize that it truly is a journey from the morning to the evening, from even day to day, week to week, month to month. And I I started wondering if perhaps our faith is not too different from this, right? Because we have these moments in our faith. We have moments of learning and moments of growing and moments of praying and moments of doubting and, and moments of praising and moments of questioning and, and all of these moments together build out our journey. And I truly believe that God desires relationship with us, that God invites us into relationship with God on this journey that is a life Of faith, And so we're navigating through this book of Hebrews for these four weeks, and we're going to explore what life is, what life means for all of us to have that life of faith. Last week when we started this series, we we asked the questions, why do we choose to be on this journey? Why do we choose this life of faith? And today I just want to spend a few moments on who accompanies us on this journey. Who accompanies us on this journey? Now, we don't know too much about this letter to the Hebrews. We, we know that it was written sometime in the late first century, 80s or 90s, and it's not really clear who the author is or who the intended audience is, but we do know that the author is writing to a community of second-generation believers. In other words, these people who learned about Jesus from the people who directly learned from Jesus. And this community, they've been baptized. They they became the next teachers of this new way. And yet there was something that was preventing them from going deeper in their faith. And now the author believes that this community is in crisis. The community, they experienced great hardship because of their faith. They, they experienced public ridicule and the confiscation of property and imprisonment. And, and because of these pressures, some had given up on their faith. And others had stopped participating in worship. And still others were growing weary of the suffering and were becoming disheartened by the delay of Christ's return. You see, these people were people who knew Jesus, Who had bought into the vision of Jesus and his new way of living. And then they looked with hope. They looked with expectancy. They remembered hearing about Jesus saying that he would be back for them to bring them with him to final victory. And now, a generation later, they're still waiting. They're still waiting. And so it's to this community that the author is writing, and as we saw last week, the author reminds them that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Remember there's a plan. Remember there's a way. Remember that there is the assurance of God's preferred future ahead, so have faith. Not in what is directly in front of you, but have faith. Have faith in God, have faith in God's plan, and it's this faith that has sustained the generations of the past and will continue to sustain this community and even us Today, the the rest of chapter 11 goes through this litany of heroes and sheroes of our faith, Abel and Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Rahab, and more, until the author finally gets to verse 32 and, and asks this brilliant question, what more should I say, for time will fail me if I tell it all? It reminds me of that beautiful scene in Sleepless in Seattle, anyone? Sleepless in Seattle? I, I've watched it uh, once and only once. So seven years ago, uh, as we were preparing to move here, I wanted to get a feel of what the Seattle culture was like. And if you remember the movie, uh, Tom Hanks plays uh, the main character, Sam, who, uh, whose young wife uh, has recently died. And they have this son, uh, Jonah, together who who wants for his dad to get on with his life. And so Jonah calls into one of those talk radio programs uh, with uh, Dr. Marsha Fieldstone, who listens and talks with you. And the next thing you know, Sam is on national radio, and Dr. Fieldstone is asking him, what was so special about your wife? And he responds beautifully. He says, well, how long is your program? How long is your program? How much time do you have? What more should I say? For time will fail me if I tell it all. You know, the author is asking the community, right? Do you get it now? God has been faithful. God has been so faithful from the beginning of time that I could go on and on and on forever telling all these stories of faith. There isn't enough time in the world to tell of God's wonders in and through God's people. I will lose my breath if I try to describe all the wonders of God. And then we get to chapter 12, and it starts, So therefore, we remember God's faithfulness from the beginning of God's story with us. So therefore... We remember and honor God's faithfulness in our lives and those who have gone before us, who have passed on before us. So therefore, we are reminded that we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. So therefore, let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Here's what I love about our passage this morning. You see, as the author reminds the community of all those who have gone before them, this this cloud of witnesses, the author offers two very different and possibly competing pictures of faith. On one hand, the author uh, fills uh, the picture with images of triumph of conquering heroes and, and of, of crossing the Red Sea, of, of marching around Jericho and tearing down the walls, of, of shunning the mouths of lions, of winning, of strength. But the other, it's a different picture. It's a picture of suffering, of public mocking, of flogging. Of chains and imprisonment, beatings and stonings, death by the sword, persecutions and tormentations, even being sawn in two. And on the surface, these two pictures, they appear radically different. They appear to be competing because our culture would tell us that there are either successes or failures. The author reminds us that that's not the case. The author reminds us that our faithfulness is not measured by the outcome. That our faith carries us through any outcome. Through the highs and through the lows, through those moments of strength and victory, through the times of trial and sorrow, it is our faith that carries us through every outcome on our journey towards God's preferred future. And I think that's why the author combines these two pictures together. It's to encourage us. It's to challenge us. It's to remind us that what is happening now isn't all there is. Because you see, if, if, if we're struggling, and I'm struggling, maybe you're struggling. If, if we are struggling and someone was to tell us that the only mark, the true mark of faithfulness is suffering, goodness, that would suck. Right? Our whole life has to be suffering. It has to continue on. That's what it means to be faithful. But if we are suffering... And I'm suffering, and maybe you're suffering. If we are suffering, and someone tells us that the true and only mark of faithfulness is triumph and victory, then what hope is there for me? What hope is there for you? It's this mixing of triumph and suffering. It's this mixing of the highs and the lows. It's in the mixing that God provides for us that hope, because faithfulness shines both in suffering and in triumph, both in sorrow and in joy. Faith endures, and so we can endure. And it's because we're not alone. It's because in the midst of all of that, we are accompanied not only by God, but by this great cloud of witnesses on our journey, on this life of faith, and we journey on not because of the things that we can see, but because there is a hope for something more to come. Amen? I want to give you just a moment. Um, In the coming weeks, we're going to utilize Menti in different ways, and we're actually going to take some polls and and have some engagement back and forth, and it's going to be really cool, so be on the lookout for that. But right now, I just want to just take a moment to see if you would just reflect and ask, I want to ask you, who is in your cloud of witnesses? (laughs) And don't just think about the positives. Don't just think about the people who have done well or who have succeeded. But who are the people who have come before you and me and us that have shaped our faith and inspires us and pushes us onwards to endure all that there is to come? Let's just take a moment to reflect on that and then um, I'll close us out in prayer. So be thinking about the question, who is in your cloud of witnesses? Just take a moment. God, through it all, we trust that you are with us, and that you journey with us. And we thank you for the gift to journey, not alone, but with those in our community, present and who have gone before us, And we thank you for the challenge and reminder to continue on the race with perseverance, to endure all that is around us and to journey through this life of faith when the celebrations and the highs and in those times of sorrow, in those times of doubt, in all of that, God, we thank you for your faithfulness and we pray that you would inspire us to be faithful in turn. We recognize that it doesn't mean that it will all be good, We recognize that there will be times of challenge and trial, but through it all, we pray that you would give us the boldness to be the people you call us to be, that we might be part of your transformation in the world, that all may know your love and your grace, your hope and your peace. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. All right, so that was part two of our sermon series, Life of Faith. Um, I hope you were inspired and challenged um, and hope there was something there for you to take with you throughout this week. Uh, Something around the people who've informed your faith or who uh, you lean on, uh, those who've gone before you. Make sure you check in uh, part three next week. We'll have a special guest, uh, our, one of our friends on the Bothell Amplified podcast, as well as a personal friend of mine, the Reverend Jasper Peters, will be uh, preaching and sharing the sermon. So uh, you are in for treats. Please do uh, check that out next week. In the meantime, have a wonderful, wonderful week, and we'll talk to you soon.